Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw News Brief. We're going to try to keep this one brief today, man. What's in the news? What's in the news? Vince being unhappy. That's what's in the news. Oh, like again? Again? A little while back that he was like in, 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 in a, a, a mindset where he, he didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. Who care. Ca- yeah. Uh, what do we call it? Blow it up, Vince? Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Blow it up, Vince. Well, now apparently he's upset about something. So many of you may have noticed that Randall Orton, Tommaso Ciampa, we're getting to a bit of a back and forth on the Twitter recently. It all started when Orton tweeted, quote, heard uh, NXT takeover in your house was great. Slapping my leg for you guys. And seriously, seri- sincerely, not sincerely, that's not a word, sincerely, hashtag leg slaps. So, you know, when someone super kicks, slap the leg. Yeah. So it's more impactful. Anyways, Tommaso Ciampa seemingly took offense to that because he responded, quote, my daughter has been having trouble sleeping. Luckily, I found a remedy. Randy Orton matches Ooh. better than NyQuil. Sincerely, an entire locker room who busted their asses. Now, this all just seems like relatively harmless trash talk. Yeah, Maybe between two brand two, v brand trash talk. Two dudes who are building up to something that they want to do in the future. Yeah, to, yeah, or to, just to, it's to, just some it's you know Randy Orton. He, he Randy Orton is sort of you know no f's Randy Orton these days. He just likes mixing it up a little bit. Who yeah. knows if they ever thought that this would be a thing or not? But regardless, it's just some fun trash talk. Uh, apparently, Vince doesn't see it that way though. Man, he is not too happy about this. Uh, Wrestling Observer's own Brian Alvarez, uh, according to uh, according to him. On Wrestling Observer Radio, uh, these transcripts come to you from Wrestle Talk. He said this: "The impression I was given is that Vince McMahon is not very happy about this. For those of you who may not know, there are rules, and then there's Vince. Vince hates it when guys or women or whatever do something that teases a match that he's not gonna do. But if he starts booking something that doesn't pay off, it's totally fine. There's a different set of rules. So what he's saying is, of course, end quote. So what he's saying is, of course, Vince." when he, you know, being in control of creative is free to start feuds that eventually are dropped, go nowhere. We have no idea if we're going to see SmackDown hacker again or not, for example. Um, So that happens uh, with relative frequency, Uh, but he doesn't like it when wrestlers will uh, go on their own and start beef because it puts it, it could potentially put it in the minds of the fans that this might have an in-ring payoff of some sort. And that, he sees, negatively affects his vision for creative. I kind of... Go ahead. I understand. In his mind, it's false advertising, maybe, where people will get the idea that this certain feud, this match is going to happen, and then it doesn't, and that reflects potentially negatively upon Vince for the WWE. The rules regarding social media in general are so scattered. Like, are these people 
talking for realsies? Are they talking within the confines of stories? Oftentimes, they will do both things. We just saw this with Roderick Strong's Twitter account uh, uh, showed a picture, uh, a selfie of Dexter Loomis. Of course, in storyline, he mm-hmm. kidnapped Roderick Strong and uh, and mm-hmm. Bobby Fish. And so that was, you know, a clever way to maybe advance that story. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, you know, these guys go out of character within the confines of social media. So it's it's yeah. But Vince has seemingly extended, you know, his rules for, hey, uh, you know, don't start stuff that isn't going to pan out in a storyline to exactly. social media. And this is not the first time we've heard that. Um, there's been instances in the past where uh, wrestlers have gone back and forth on social media. And we've heard that Vince isn't happy about it all for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see that, that that'll, that'll probably cool down. We'll see. Um, but, uh, this is, this kind of thing is, is inevitable, you know, wrestlers get bored easily and yeah. especially, especially in the case of Randy Orton, he's a, he's a veteran of, you know, 45 odd years or whatever it is. And, yeah. uh, and he has, he's always enjoyed needling, you know, the indie kids coming up with their leg slaps and whatnot and their dives and all that stuff. But I think one of the things with this is, of course, people would love to see Randy Orton, Tommaso oh, Ciampa yeah. in the ring oh, together. Yeah. That'd be a lot oh, of yeah. fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it seems like it's probably not going to happen uh, anytime soon. No. Yeah. So uh, the Undertaker continuing his shoot, uh, telling the truth, shoot it from the hip, shoot from the hip tour. Uh, and so he actually has been making, of course, the press rounds. He talked to ESPN before about, I think it was the Bill Sim. And, now, the Bill Simmons podcast, he talked about the Montreal Screwjob. On, yes, and then he was on ESPN. He was there On Pete Rosenberg's show, he talked about the Hogan everywhere. thing. Yeah, he's been everywhere, he's been and everywhere. he's just telling stories left and right, and it's fascinating. This time, uh, he stopped by CBS Sports' State of Combat podcast, and he spoke about... Of course, his huge WrestleMania 30 match and loss to Brock Lesnar and how his last ride documentary has influenced the decision of when the dead man's going to retire. So, Larson, if you want to handle this one uh, for Mark Calloway, what did he what did he tell them about this? Well, speaking about WrestleMania 30, Undertaker mentions that decision of whether Brock would win or not, uh, quote, had gone back and forth depending on the day. It had been that way with Lesnar losing for about a week. And I showed up thinking I was going over. I found out about 1 p.m. that I wasn't. It is what it is. He continues. Obviously, in Vince's mindset, if it's not Brock, then who? Who? My biggest concern was I just want to make sure that uh, McMahon was sure, and that's what he wanted to do. I didn't feel like Brock needed it. Brock was already a huge star, and it wasn't going to help him one way or the- another. My only concern was there might have been someone down the line that could have benefited benefited from it more. And that probably would have been Roman later on. That's with hindsight being 2020. But if I was going to beat some, get beat by someone, Brock was a guy who had the credentials, I think, to do it. And people would be like, hmm, okay, shit, that's Brock Lesnar. That was my biggest deal. Uh, I just want to make sure that's really what Vince wanted to do. Ultimately, the streak was one of my greatest accomplish- accomplishments of my career and something I'll be synonymous with for my legacy legacy here we go but at the end of the day uh i'm gonna do what vince wants me to do so before we get to the next bit about him retiring and i'll give you guys my mark holloway impression then um 
Yeah, I, so number one, he really likes Roman Reigns. He, he really likes Roman Reigns. He seems to respect Roman a lot. And he tried to give Roman that. He tried to give Roman his retirement when we yeah. were there. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, as we've seen in the Last Ride documentary, um, didn't quite pan out because he wasn't happy with the match and he decided to keep it going until he had one big match that felt good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but I think I, I think that I don't know. I think that if the streak was going to end, I see Brock in that moment as being a far better choice than Roman. Let's say that hadn't happened. Let's say he hadn't been beat. Then Roman at thirty three. I mean, Roman was at the height of you know the backlash of he's being shoved down our throats. Mm-hmm. And even though uh, he you know he, he retired the Undertaker, he seemingly retired the Undertaker, but you know Taker had already been beat. He still had a huge backlash at oh, yeah. Raw that next night. I mean, the fans oh, yeah. were not happy about that. Nope. And it would have been one of those things where it just seemed like, okay, well, they're just, you know, now it's it's sacrilege beating the Undertaker at WrestleMania, yeah. having yeah. Roman Reigns be the one guy. Like, what else are they going to do with him? I think that would have backfired even worse, and it would have felt like nothing. I think Brock felt like something, and they ran with it yeah. in a way that I know it, it, was, de- it was divisive, but you, you can't not think that, man, they made Brock into the closest thing we've had since, like, Bruno with mm-hmm. that, with beating the streak. I mean, that was mm-hmm. a big, big deal, and they ran yeah, with it. Yeah, it was a massive deal, and mm-hmm. they did. They ran with it, and I think the only thing, well, and they ran with it with the idea, I think, of, of Roman being the guy that beats Brock and thus indirectly taking Undertaker's streak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't work out that way because uh, the following year at Mania, uh, you know, we were still, we were in, in, in the midst of the, the Roman backlash. Seth cashes in. Doesn't happen then. Um, and then ultimately it ends up being Goldberg yeah. to be the one who is the first to get a clean win on uh, Brock after he beats The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Um, so they obviously kind of deviated from what was probably the original plan at that point. Uh, nonetheless, uh, complete agreement. If they had waited till 33 to have Roman uh, end the streak and retire Undertaker the same night, ooh, yeah. heat, yeah. heat. And not like Massive the good, heat. not the good kind. It just seems like, oh well, they're just being kind of lazy now. Oh well, him, you know, winning a title isn't enough. Now they want him to beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania. I just think that it wouldn't have gone like the, the Brock win. I thought was if you're gonna if you're gonna end the streak and I and you know if you if you're not gonna have him go out twenty and zero at end of an era, then mm-hmm. uh, then Brock is the guy to do it. I think they did that mm-hmm. perfectly, and I even think that a lot of their matches they had after that. The, the the series they had after that involving like Hell in a Cell and uh, and a lot of that stuff I thought was just really good. You really had Brock and Taker felt like they were on another plane when they mm-hmm. were doing that stuff. Um, I thought it really worked well. Um, of course, the big question surrounding uh, the Last Rad documentary series is uh, when is he actually going to finally retire? According to this interview, if he is to be believed, even the dead man doesn't know. He said this. Obviously, I want to go out with a match on the big stage with a performance that you will think that is the Undertaker that I have known and watched for 30 years. I just want to be at that level so people can say, why on earth are you retiring? <laughs> what? Nobody's going to say this. <laughs> so that people can say, why on earth are you retiring? Why are you retiring when there's so much left in the tank? I think that match is still in me, and I think I can deliver it. I think once that match is there, I think I can walk away and be happy. This doc has really changed my perspective on a lot of things. It's a personal thing. I don't think I have anything left to prove to anyone. This is an internal thing. And in my mind, I've envisioned my exit. And I'm just trying to find that exit. 
Uh, I'd be curious to see if he if he ever reflected upon the end of an era match and thought, even in hindsight, there is my moment. You know, the fact that he didn't say so when they, they examined that match so closely um, yeah. makes me think that probably not. But that's a good question. I'd like to ask him that question. If mm-hmm. we ever, if he, if he ever managed to make it to going in raw. No. But at this rate, it might not be that long. <laughs> I know. He's, he's seemingly hitting every other outlet. Yeah, right. Uh, one other thing uh, Undertaker mentions is that the final episode of The Last Ride has yet to be filmed. I Dude, I knew it. I knew it. I think I I think I mentioned this too. Yeah. The, yeah. The whole, when when you know it was like how many episodes? Is it? I'm like, it, it's like it's gonna be in perpetuity. Yeah. <laughs> They've announced five. They've announced five. Yeah. The next They're one's do... uh, Sunday and then after Sunday. Yeah. Or yeah. The following Sunday rather. And maybe they haven't finished it because he hasn't decided when his last ride will actually take place. Yeah, I mean, I imagine they're probably gonna do like what amounts to a season finale. Uh, and then they'll there will once he figures out what his last ride's actually gonna be, they'll just do like a two hour special probably on that that sort of combines, you know, aspects of Chronicle, the day of three sixty five, all that stuff all that, that they do. All yeah. That, all that the, the season finale of, of last ride will probably be the boneyard match. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're probably right about that. I can't I'm, one is I can't retire one. on some movie that I make. Yeah, I know. The next one is on the Goldberg match, or at least that's part of it. Yeah. And so, you know, after that, it's got to be his redemption from that debacle mm-hmm. at Extreme Rules last year and then mm-hmm. Boneyard match, I would think. You would think so, yeah. Uh, here's a fun little story. We got this from Fightful Select this morning. Go subscribe, Go subscribe. to Fightful Select, man. They're really terrific. Uh, just keep your mom away from Sean Ross App. Don't learn that the hard way like David Starr did on Quizlemania. Go check out Quizlemania, too. It's great. Um so, uh, this is great because apparently uh, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, uh, super woke these days. He got into a heated argument backstage at In Your House. So, this is great. Uh, according to the report from Fightful Select, Shawn Michaels was in a heated debate at NXT TakeOver In Your House ahead of the show. Michaels was discussing the current social climate with another producer when said producer mentioned that everyone already gets treated the same. This didn't sit well with Michaels, we're told, who broke down systemic prejudice and inequality to the person to the to the person in a very heated discussion. Word of the argument only made its way back among multiple wrestlers the following day, and Michaels was said to be a professional and worked with the person even after the argument went down. So uh, that's some that's good, man. He's educating himself. Uh, there's a terrific uh, last week. I think it was like a week ago. Uh, 538 Politics Podcast had a terrific episode mm-hmm. I was listening to this morning about the actual data behind uh, police violence, and it's a very interesting uh, listen. There's some good stuff there. I, I encourage everybody to check that out if you're um, actually interested in, in the discussion being had across yeah, the country. Yeah, and, right and, 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 and that same discussion, uh, the latest uh, New Day podcast. Mm, yeah. Check that out for sure. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of wrestling happening tonight. First up, AEW. Uh, according to their website, we're getting Cody versus Mark Quinn as a uh, part of that TNT title open challenge thing that he's got going every week. Yeah, uh, and then we get FTR and their AEW uh, debut match taking on Butcher and Blade. I wonder who's going to win this one. Probably Fatur. Yeah. Uh, we also have, uh, oh, this will be fun, Sammy Guevara versus Colt Cabana. Will Colt Cabana finally wisen up and uh, join the Dark Order? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. 
Uh, next, we got Best Friends is Orange Cassidy taking on Jake Hager and XLAX. Mm. <laughs> I like that we're still the only people to call him XLAX. I think uh, we're the we were only the ever the only people. No, I know, I know. That's what I meant. Yeah, <laughs> that name is stuck with us in our lore. Um, did you see, by the way, um, Santana's tweet about? So a lot of people, a lot of wrestlers, a lot of people in general. I don't know if there's a wrestler specific thing or just a thing that's happening on Twitter. I know people are posting a picture of you in high school and mm-hmm. a picture of you now. And, you know, it's it's everybody is virtually the same. They're all, you know, sort of geeky looking in high school. And then they're like big buff wrestlers. Uh, well, he posted one him in high school. And it's a picture of him like holding a gun to the camera. Like and he looks scary as crap. And uh, and then there's a picture of him, you know, like, you know, uh, uh, in some prominent position, AEW. And he used that Twitter thing that they're doing to say, hey, you know, I I've never posted this picture before. But here's proof that no matter what situation you're in, you can always turn it around. So he did something positive with it, but it was just shocking to see the guy. He's got a gun yeah. the camera and stuff. Anyways, good, good for him. Anyways, yes. uh, and then, yeah, Jericho's returning to commentary. That's awesome. That'll be fun. That's um, good. Over on NXT tonight, uh, Finn Balor seeks retribution for last month's loss to Cameron Grimes. Oh, man, he's going to kill Cameron Grimes, man. Yeah, I feel that way, too. Uh, also, uh, NXT champ Adam Cole Bebe. Takes on Dexter Loomis in a non-title match. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I, th- I figured they would like you know. So Adam Cole updated on Twitter this morning that uh, uh, in kayfabe, of course, Roderick Strong and uh, Bobby Fish came home safe, dehydrated. Didn't really give much of an update beyond that, but he said yeah. they're both anxious to be there tonight at NXT. Yeah, they wouldn't miss it. As yeah. thirsty as they may be. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then finally, this is a video on WB. They didn't have a, a formal preview of tonight's show yet. Um, but one of the entries is Io Shirai's reign begins this Wednesday. Ooh, all so right. I imagine they're going to have something commemorating her title victory. Mm, that's cool. That'll be fun. Sounds like a fun slate of shows tonight. Anyways, uh, tonight uh, on the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson, we will, uh, after AEW, probably around 7.30 or so, 7, 8, 7.30, 8 o'clock, we yeah, will go uh, Pacific time. We will go live on the Twitch for AEW review tomorrow at noon Pacific, three Eastern. We will give you our NXT review. So, uh, of course, both uh, VODs will be available on YouTube once we're Correct. done with the live version. So, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that you know Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that you know Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. 
New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.